1: Chris and the guys at Greenview Construction LLC are a firm offering professional services in design and of course, construction and they are proud to announce that they've completed design and 3D renderings for two-spec home models located in the Jupiter and Palm Beach Gardens area, sitting on over one-acre lots. Now, they've got four lots available for these model homes. The first is a British West Indies model style, totaling just over 4,500 square foot, air-conditioned space, five bedrooms, five bathrooms, and they boast 16-foot ceilings in some areas. The second, more traditional style home, 3,100 square foot, air-conditioned space, four bedrooms and four baths. They boast 14-foot ceilings, in some areas both models will have a free-flowing layouts that connect the kitchen the family room living room library i mean library a den an outdoor lanai and both models will have an option to add a detached in-law suite if you really want the in-laws to move in and a garage totaling an additional 1,000 square foot. You can visit Chris and the team online at www.greenviewconstruction.com. You can email Chris Tyson, that's C Tyson, as in Mike Tyson, C Tyson at greenviewconstruction.com. Or you can call 561 727 5013. They're also on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Just look for Greenview Construction. And if that wasn't enough, They have an appointment-only showroom at 715 Commerce Way West, Suite 14 in Jupiter, Florida.
2: Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage? Looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 62 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and Eric and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are born and raised in South Florida, so changing the narrative on the way contractors conduct business in South Florida is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle it all for you. Call or text them anytime at 561-408-7835 for immediate assistance. The number again: 561-408-7835. Water Cleanup of Florida. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league, or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today.
0: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're
2: on, and welcome to another edition of 3 Yards Per Carry. My name is Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. So is Chris Kaufman. And as always... This show is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code Five RSN get twenty percent off your entire order. And of course, Better Edge. That's B E T T O R Edge. Go to the go to the website. Uh, add slash Five Reasons. The number Five Reasons, and you get twenty dollars as a sign up bonus. Another thing, have you guys heard of Uh Tua no. Who's that? Uh, two, uh, I think he plays quarterback for the Dolphins. Not for
3: long. <laughs> <laughs> The, Mi- the Miami Dolphins?
2: <laughs> yes, the Miami Dolphins. Well, we did a podcast last week, uh, Chris. Would it surprise you to know that I forgot to do an ad read for an appearance that Tua Tungvaloa was going to make this Saturday coming up? <laughs> uh, I,
3: actually, yeah, that does surprise me because we <laughs> spend about 95% of our time
2: talking about Tua Tungvaloa as Dolphins fans. Yeah. So, Well, um, he will be... Yeah. He will be at Hollywood Collectibles this Saturday, July 16th, the year of our Lord, 2022, at 1130 a.m. Okay? Photos and autographs start at 100 bucks. For more information, call 954-986-0707. Again, 954-986-0707. Chris, are you going to try to drive down to, to me too or what? I've decided. I'm saying no. <laughs> that wasn't very enthusiastic, Simon. You flying out? Um, no. <laughs> All right. This has been a smashing success. A successful start to this this podcast, and considering that that one guy uh, contacted us today to tell us that our that our podcast is garbage when it's only two of us, now we're giving them three. Although he happens to think that our podcast is one of the best things he's ever heard when it's all three of us. Oh,
3: you said it yeah. was garbage. Uh,
2: you have the guy, he's in your mentions, uh, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's um, you know, you want to you honest, make him famous or, or not? No,
3: no, I'm not. Um, to be on, he has like literally one follower, I think. But um, he to be honest well, though, he has you know, one
2: follower because he created the account to tell us this. That's kind of oh, really? it.
3: Oh, did he really? Yes. Oh, I wonder who it is now. <laughs> um, this is uh we have strengths and weaknesses as a podcast. Um, attendance is probably not one of our strengths. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll s- call. Uh, not always, not always where it
2: needs to be. <laughs> but we'll start here. Simon, did you hear our podcast last week? Duffel, right?
1: I mean, are we supposed to listen to it? Because
3: I don't think I've listened to a single one. Why would why would why would Simon listen to such a shitty podcast?
2: That's the. <laughs> Well, I mean, because I, I I believe we won the Super Bowl last week on this podcast. Like I don't
1: know. listen to it when I'm on it, so why the fuck would I listen to it when you two are on it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you get you you like produce like actual like award winning stuff, and and you're gonna listen to us. I mean, zero <laughs> zero chance, mate.
2: Well, had you listened to the podcast? I believe we won the Super Bowl. Did we win the Super Bowl last week, uh, Chris, on this podcast? I believe we did, right? I don't recall. I was honestly drunk during the podcast. <laughs> well, it was surprisingly optimistic. One of the most optimistic podcasts I think we've ever done here at three yards per carry. But I'll begin with a que- with the same question that we started last week, which got us on this roll of optimism. Simon, is this the best Dolphin roster since two thousand two?
1: Um, I mean, mate, how am I expected to think back the last twenty years? Exactly. Uh,
3: <laughs> You well, don't we just have that week. at the ready? You don't just have the, this at the ready, Simon? Come on.
2: Well, all you got to do is just go back through the, the, the you know, the Philbin era, Sperano. It's probably,
3: it's probably only about 2,000 players. I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean, fuck.
1: Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, but uh, I don't know. Uh, loads of stuff looks good on paper and then turns up and shits itself when it gets to the field, so um who knows? I, I admire the optimism, but, you know, it let, we've got to, you know, when we're one and three after the, the start that we've got, then let's
3: see how optimistic people are. I mean, I do like it. I mean, the, as far as headline grabbing media, you know, the stuff that catches the media's attention, you know, we've, we've I recall several moments like that in Dolphins history, getting a guy, like um you know Ricky Williams being one of them, um, Mike Wallace was a big headline acquisition and Dominic and Sue was a big headline acquisition so so clearly they did one of those here, right um, with Tyreek Hill so that uh, that that makes it worthy of mention, I think. Um, yeah
2: do you guys hear that buzz? I got a buzz I
3: I well I'm I don't live in I can't hear any buzzing. No,
2: really? I can't
1: hear uh, any either. The only noise I can hear is the fans bitching, going, "Oh God, Clancy's here, and he says we're not going to win the Super Bowl." <laughs> yeah. All right,
2: that's... let's pick. All right, let's pick up. Let's pick up here. Uh, Simon, it's a remar- why are you... remarkable
3: likeness to uh, to a couple of fans that I've heard? Oh, yeah, buddy. it
2: is right. Simon, why are you urinating on our on our parade that we launched here last last Wednesday? Like this uh, team is competing for a Super Bowl.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: good luck yeah. with that. Okay, tell it's us, not, okay. we said the ceiling last week, and this is Chris Kaufman and I, both of us, we said, yes, they could play in the AFC Championship game this coming season.
0: But and Chris we expect, cool. and we
2: both expect them to win a playoff game this coming season. was drunk, so we uh, I mean, take
1: that for what it's worth. It's true. Um, it's true. I mean, I don't think they'll go to the AFC Championship game. Um Yeah, I'd like to see them win a playoff. game. yeah, I'd like to just see them get the playoffs. Frankly, and I don't think that's a given when you look at how you know how packed the AFC is. I mean, there's a lot of teams they've got to get past. Um, So get the playoffs, and then we'll talk. You know, but you know, last
3: year, last year though, my 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 thing for them was win a playoff game, right? Sure. I mean, that's just just get us that. Because they hadn't done that since 2001, and um, and so you know, and, and the question is, since they didn't do that, you know, they they fell short. They were nine and eight. Um, you know, do we do we have to reset that expla- or expectation, or or is it just you know you acknowledge that you fell short because of you know things happened, and, but they're still kind of on the same track, and no, so now you want two playoff wins, right? Cool. Um, and I kind of lean toward. Not resetting there. Like, shit happened. Yeah. But I don't have lower expectations because of it.
1: No. I mean, there are expectations around Buffalo, New England, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Mm -hmm. maybe Pittsburgh, Indy, Tennessee, Denver, KC, the Raiders, and the Chargers. So, you know, out uh, and you'd say pretty much that Buffalo, pretty much a lock, right? Baltimore, pretty Mm -hmm. much a lock. The Bengals, pretty much a lock. Indy I mean their defense is great and they've got Matt Ryan so you know they're gonna they're gonna go close to the playoffs Tennessee might take a full back but they're you know they're gonna go close Denver have got Russell Wilson and a pretty good young roster Casey have got Pat Mahomes the Raiders were a good team getting better and Derek Carr's you know a, a good quarterback really good quarterback and the Chargers have got a, a whole world of talent and a quarterback who you know could make an yet another leap so I don't know. It's going to take a lot for us just to get in the playoffs. But you know, once you get in the playoffs, who the fuck knows? But getting there's the thing. And you know, it's hard to start one and three if that's how it. You know, if this team comes out of the gate and goes three and one. Or, but I just think, you know, there's so much to to learn with the offense. It's not just going to like look amazing on day one of, mm-hmm. of the season. You know, and you, you're playing the Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl favorite,
3: mm-hmm. you're playing the
1: Baltimore Ravens. You know,
3: I mean. I don't know. It's um. You could see the Ravens taking a step step back. You can't. Sure. You, you don't see that.
1: Um, I mean, they could. I thought they drafted really well. Mm, again, yeah, yeah. Um, they always do. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Um, Eric DeCosta's just done a, such a great job taking over from Rosy Newson. But I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's look. It's it's not even August yet, and we're pontificating about, or I'm pontificating about, you know, the way it could go. Okay. Like I'm optimistic. This team has got a lot of talent. I really like the head coach. I think they've done a great job. You know, but we've said it for, you know, we've certainly said it over the last few months, but we've said it since he was drafted. It it, it, it depends on the quarterback. If the quarterback can be a top 12 guy, then absolutely that, the, you know, a playoff win is not beyond the realms of possibility and better. But there's a big but behind that, you know, mm. and He's the only person that can answer that question. If he looks as good as, as Jalen says he did on two, on uh, Tyreek's podcast, and if he really does look that good, then okay, bring it on. But, you know, the talking has got to stop, and he has got to do it. He has got to prove it. He has got to put a team on his back in the fourth quarter of a massive game and win a few games with his talent, because that's what Pat Mahomes does. That's what Joe Burrow does. That's what Justin Herbert does. That's what Derek Carr does, Russell Wilson, all these guys, Josh Allen – that's what they do right and to be that good and to get this team deep into the playoffs that's what he's got to do so the talking has to stop and if he can't do that then a he won't be here any longer uh, and b miami won't make the playoffs
3: no I, I i would i think i think that there is a crowded afc in some respects but i would say you know it it's, it's got to be pointed out like the ravens you know finished the game finished the season with six straight losses yep you know and you know, there's, there's, there's trouble, there's trouble there, I think. And, um, and, you know, that sort of thing can carry over into the next season. The the Browns, we don't even know if they're going to have their new quarterback for the entire year. Right. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, they, they traded, they traded off Baker Mayfield to, um, to the Carolina Panthers and they traded for Deshaun Watson, obviously very controversial, but we don't know if he's going to play the entire year. Yeah, or
1: any of the you know but also that you're going to get a team that's going to come from nowhere right because it always happens yes
3: yes you know is that the hopefully jets? hopefully that's the miami dolphins yeah sure <laughs> because we came from, we would be coming from nowhere we yeah. would qualify as that team coming from nowhere absolutely but you know there are
1: there are going to be there's going to be a team that there always is right who is that mm-hmm. team is it the jets
3: you know who 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 is it going to be is it the texans for example you know, and it- and and to be fair also the steelers just mentioned you know, no big Ben anymore. No, who, are, who, are, who are they marching out there? Mitch Trubisky? I would suspect yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way yeah.
2: That, the way I look at it is like this: They're, they'll start the season, their first two games against two teams that they were a combined three and zero against last year. But then they they run into the Bills. If they can't beat the Bills, isn't all of this kind of moot? You you got to be able to split with that team if you're serious about competing for a title. No, does it? Sorry, isn't aren't all the eggs really in that basket week three against the Bills? Go win a game against a team that has dominated you since you know, since this this build started
1: about the Dolphins? You mean, yeah, yeah, 100%. You've got, you know, if you want to be considered a you know, you've got to be the Patriots at home, you know, your Patriots, Ravens, Bills, Bengals. I mean, that is you know, that is not easy. You, you could, you know. Two and two looks pretty sexy. Three and one looks out of this world. One and three looks a distinct possibility. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. Oh, and four isn't beyond the realms of possibility. You know, the Patriots, whatever you think of the Patriots, they're still the Patriots, right? Mm. The Ravens, Chris has made a very valid point, but you know, last season was last season. And this is this season, you know, and good draft, you know, feels like they're moving maybe towards a deal with Lamar, Buffalo, Buffalo, great coaching, Great players, great quarterback. Bengals were the AFC Super Bowl team and were essentially, you know, a lack of protection away from potentially winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, Joe Burrow is not going to get worse when he comes into, you know, that, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a uh, primetime game, that one. So, um, so yeah, and then, and then you take on the Jets. So it comes,
3: it comes down to the quarterback. I, I just I, I don't agree with the whole you know you, you have to beat the Bills thing. I, I want to beat the Bills. Clearly, I don't like that they're they're on a bad streak against the Bills. But I mean, the Rams just won the Super Bowl last year. They couldn't beat the they couldn't beat the St. or they couldn't beat the San Francisco 49ers until to save their lives until the playoffs until the NFC Championship game. I think you know, so. Dolph- you only have to beat the Bills in the most important game.
1: Yeah, if the Dolphins go fourteen and two, but they lose twice to the Bills. I don't think anybody's complaining.
3: Yeah. Right. You know,
2: yeah. Unless the Bills go fifteen and one, <laughs> and well, then it's then it's the worst fourteen and two it ever. Just
3: you only you, you don't have to beat the Bills either of the first two times, but you damn well better beat them the third time. Yeah, exactly. And that third time, you know, that that's when it really matters. Like Christmas. third time, third time for all.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which begs the question: Can they? Uh, is this roster ready to compete for a division title? Because they seem to believe so. Like, what more else can they do with this roster? Well, I mean,
1: you hate to keep laboring a point, but, you know, have they fixed the running game? I don't know Mm. that that's a yes. Have they fixed the quarterback? I don't know that that's a yes yet. Mm. Have they fixed the offensive line? I mean, we're still sitting here saying, we don't really know what's going to happen. We're still sitting here saying, fucking hell, is Austin Jackson going to start a right tackle? Mm. You know, The the three biggest question marks they had entering into the offseason are still the three biggest question marks. Yeah, yeah they signed Toronto Armstead. Yeah, they sent Connor Williams. That's great. But, you know, we still haven't got a clue what's happening on the right side. Is Rob Hunt playing a guard? Is he playing tackle? You know, and that will obviously shake out in in um, in training camp. Where's Liam Eikenberg playing? You know, is Eikenberg playing right tackle? Is he playing left guard? And will he actually play competently? Yeah. <laughs> and who's running the ball? You know, you talk about, oh, Tua's got all these weapons now. Well, he has. But... You know, when you split it, Chase Edmonds is nice, Mostert is nice, but they're not, you know, we didn't just bring in Najee Harris and fucking, you know, Barry Sanders. We brought in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, and Mostert isn't healthy. Um you know, Sonny yeah, Michelle. I, yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, is he even gonna make the roster? I, I, mean, I wouldn't count on that to be honest.
0: Well, he, has
2: to, he has to beat Miles Gaskin. Who I think will be traded before the season you starts.
3: D- you don't even know because what if he has to, the guy he has to beat ends up being like Gerald Dokes or something? You know, it's it's you, you don't know how it's going to shake out, especially in this system. This system uncovers a new guy dramatically. Yes. Is- I don't think he might. Yeah, are you
1: gonna are you gonna keep Sody Michelle at the at the possibility of losing Zaquandre White, who looked right. the in minicamp. Who does fit the system? Who does have the speed to get to the edge and has the vision to find cutback lanes and you know put his foot in the ground and go? That's not necessarily you know that wasn't even Sony Michelle's game really at, at Georgia, let alone you know six seven eight years in, you know. So um, I don't you know is this team tough enough? Is another you know, are one. they are they tough enough to go up to Buffalo in the snow and the cold? And, and go drive for drive with the Buffalo Bills because that's what it's going to take. Are they tough enough to do it? You know, are they tough enough to go nose to nose with a Mitch Morse and a, you know, and an Ed Oliver and,
3: and, and people like that. Are they, can they do that? I don't, I don't know. It's a rhetorical question. You know, I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder how quickly they're going to get on with this new system, you yeah. know, and, and if mistakes could be made I agree. early in the season that don't, you know, that that wouldn't necessarily happen late in the season. Um, You got not just a new system, but a new coaching staff, you know, just like a new overall structure. And so there could be that. Um, But then again, on the, on the flip side of that is is the argument that with all this speed that, and and clearly they're trying to be a speedy team or speedy offense. Right. I mean, that's not, that's not under, that's not to be argued really. Um, With all of that speed on offense, Uh, Are they going to have sort of an advantage um, early in the season, particularly when they're playing, you know, um, at home in the heat, you know, because they're, they're going to be, they're going to be running some guys on defense ragged. Yeah. To be, to be honest, you know, Um, that's the idea. And an outside zone helps you do that outside zone helps you get everybody in the move, get everybody running, you know, um, and but that you know of course that that necessitates that the dolphins themselves be in tremendous shape, um, and we'll see about that. But um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the idea: is you get everybody on the move, you get everybody running, you keep it, you keep the ball carrier, whoever that happens to be, rolling at a pretty high speed. And I wonder if particularly September October, you know, teams like the Patriots, Bills, uh, Vikings, Steelers, when they're at home against those teams, you know, they're. They're gonna, they might be dying. They might be dying in the fourth quarter. And, yeah. and, you know, it's the old advantage that we always used to have.
1: When you talk uh, about
3: Buffalo and we talk
1: about how good they are, right? You know, that, that's a team that uh, essentially were it not for that crazy game against KC would have gone, you know, I mean, who knows where they where would have ended up in the, in the playoffs, you know, uh, mm-hmm. this past year, right? So that's a team that won the division, looked fantastic, comes in as a Super Bowl favorite and they've added James Cook, for example, the guy that, you know, most all the fans are actually salivating over. They've added James Cook, right? They've also added Khalil Shakir, who was standout the best wide receiver at the senior bowl. They've kept Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, second best route runner in the NFL behind Devontae Adams. Oh, they added OJ Howard and Jalen Weidemeyer at, at, at tight end. They added Roger Saffold at guard, you know, defensively. that they They added Von Miller, who's only won about 50 Super Bowls. And, you know oh and by the way you know one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL Tradavius White is coming back from injury they they added a kid Carrier Elam who they absolutely love who's such a great scheme fit oh and by the way they have still got you know two of the best five or six safeties in the league in in, in um Mike Hyde but especially Jordan Poyer. you know so this team is really good and it's really well coached and they've been together for a long time you know it's well they're well, they're well run um That that's the that's the flag in the ground that the Dolphins have got to pull up, and are they capable of it? I I don't know, but you know, if they want to win a Super Bowl, the road goes through Buffalo. Do
3: you think Von Miller is going to be just like kind of a playoff player? I I think he's probably going to
1: end up being that Rob Gronkowski kind of second half of the season, Mm -hmm. December. But you know, he had what? Do you have eight sacks last year when he joined the? You know, the guy was no mug in the playoffs. I think
3: he had seven sacks in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he, that's what I mean. Like, you
2: know, he, Oh, he was unblockable in the playoffs. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We saw him in the playoffs. We saw him in that Super Bowl. I mean, it was, it was like, yeah. Okay. Don't forget. He's only just turned 33.
1: So he's not like, Hmm. you know, he's not like 45 or something. So yeah. I mean, yeah. So he had eight, what do you have five sacks in the the regular season? And then uh, three more in the playoffs, four more in the playoffs nine in total
3: he only got sacks in his first four games and his last four games (laughs) (laughs) of the season
1: (laughs) i mean 110 career sacks yeah um you know and counting is not bad it's not a bad run
2: yeah now we were talking about this last week do you take anything from last year's game against buffalo which was such an odd game and i went back to look at that at that game scores 3-3 with three minutes left in the third quarter And then the Buffalo Buffalo just uh, discovered that, you know what, we could just throw it to Cole Beasley consistently over and over and over again and then just blow them out in the fourth quarter or just by doing that alone, which they did. Their leading rusher was Josh Allen with 55 yards. So can you take anything from that where they kind of figured something out and then they they just couldn't handle it in the fourth quarter?
1: I mean, I think the problem for Miami has always been against Josh Allen. They just can't contain him on third down. They've just never been able to stop him getting out of the pocket. And he's such a good passer now that he just can't, you know, you he, he, he live by the sword, you die by the sword, you pick your poison, you know. And and I think, yeah, you know, when you get him boxed in and all of a sudden he just makes some ridiculous move and he's 250 pounds, he'll just run you over and, you know, run past you. And it's very difficult. So they've got to come up for a plan, out with a plan to, to contain him, which is something they've just never been able to do, even when, know he was kind of struggling with the accuracy early on he was still you know marching into miami and just you know shitting all over us so um i i just can't say i just if you said to me right now as a or you go and ask any nfl fan who just supports the bengals or the 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 lions or whatever and say you know buffalo hosting miami a hundred people out of a hundred would say the Bills would win in the snow in December for a game that really counts right now. I don't think any of us, any fan listening in good conscience could not sit here and go, Oh yeah, I fancy Miami to win this one. That that, I just think that's and anybody that does, is just an idiot because I just don't think you're living in reality. I just don't think that right here, right now, you can sit here and say December the 26th, you know, snow in Buffalo are the Miami dolphins that, you know, going to go up to Buffalo and beat the Bills. I, I just don't think you could say yes. And that's an issue.
3: I, I honestly, though, believe that the Miami Dolphins, uh, their first four home games of the year are going to be against the Patriots, the Bills, the Vikings and the Steelers. And I genuinely believe that they're going to take three of those and maybe and, and have a have a fighting shot at a fourth. And when they go up and play the Ravens early in the year, I'm looking square at that six game losing streak to finish the year. And I'm wondering if there's blood in the water, if there's a problem going on there. Um, I wonder what that is, you know, especially since this defense was the one that opened the floodgates. And, and all of the problems with the Baltimore Ravens, you know, dealing with the, the zero blitz and, and Lamar Jackson's struggles uh, in the second half of the year. This was the defense that did that, that set the blueprint and, and opened up those problems. And so you have, you have those four home games where I think they could capture three of them. And then they have the, the road game against the Ravens and against the Jets. And so honestly, I could see Miami... Winning five out of the first seven games of the season, you know, starting off nice and fast, and and then it doesn't get it doesn't get like worse because they're they're facing the Lions and the Bears on the road, and then the Cleveland Browns, who may not have Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson the entire year.
2: That's the Jacoby Brissett revenge game. That one.
3: Well, right, but so so I mean, you're looking at you're looking at they can win five of the first seven, and then rattle off their next three and be eight and two. Like this, that is, that is a legit chance. And then they, and then after the bye week facing the Texans, this is not a schedule. It starts to get really hard at the end or a little bit problematic at the end of the schedule to me Uh, when you're facing the 49ers chargers bills again in Buffalo, as you're saying, that's the big worry. Green Bay Packers, Patriots in new England. I mean, Jesus, that's, that's a stretch of five games that I hate. Um, but you know, I, I honestly would I be would I be surprised at all to see uh, the Dolphins rattle off like a nine and two record in the first uh, in the first eleven games? You know, I guess in some sense you'd be surprised that that they don't manage to fuck it up. But um, forgive my language, but uh, but at the same time, that's what the schedule dictates. It's that it it's winnable to that degree,
1: to that Dolphins, degree in
3: the first eleven. Dolphins to be a f- a lot of
1: important players who need to show up right but just i'm just gonna pick a few players that i think have got to be massive for this team to really work cedric wilson right i really like him i think he's a really Mm -hmm. good player great free agent signing he's got to be massive because he's got to be able to take the pressure and you know take defenders away from hill and from waddle and from mike Gasicki, right chase Edmonds got to be important he's got Mm -hmm. to be good He's got to be healthy. He's got to be consistent, both as a ball carrier, as a pass protector, and as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Robert Hunt, wherever he all or the right tackle, whoever plays at that position has got to be huge. I think you can cover a guard up. You can, you know, you get away with some, you know, some morons playing inside a guard. But I think a tackle, especially with a left handed quarterback, you've got, you know, you've got to nail that position. That that to me is really important. Arguably the most important player on this team, apart from the quarterback might be jalen phillips if the dolphins can get consistent pass rush if he can get up into the 15s to the you know the 13s the 15s as a, as a sack artist that will be massive for this team you know melvin ingram will certainly help not only on the field but off the field as well phillips looks in unbelievable shape spoken to a couple of people who said he was really good in minicamp he's got to be massive this he cannot have a sophomore slump he's got to start pushing into the sort of the you know, maybe not the TJ Watt realm, but you've got to get into that sort of twelve to fifteen area. If he can mm-hmm. consistently get pressure, because there were times last year when the Dolphins, you know, quarterbacks had a lot of time. You know, Emmanuel is a really good player, but he's not fundamentally a Cam Wake. He's not fundamentally a Jason Taylor in terms of his pure pass rush ability. In terms of his pure pass rush ability off the edge, he is an, oftentimes a nearly man. Where he wins, he wins with power. He wins with his ability to, uh, and his innate understanding that he's not going to get to the quarterback. So He's going to get in the lane. He's going to get his hands up. He's going to disrupt passing lanes, knock balls down. That's massively important. It's almost as important, well, it isn't as important as the pressure, almost as important as a sack. But I think Phillips has got to be massive. You know, and if um, if he plays really well, that there are players out there. It's not like we're not, you know, you look at like, Nick Needham. Nick Needham start for a lot of teams. Javon Holland, what a player he is. Zach Sealer, really good player. Yeah, Raquan Davis under the radar, is a good player. You throw in like a, you know, an Andrew Van Ginkel, get you six, seven sacks a season. You know, so there's lots of really good, interesting players, but they've just got to meld together for this to really work.
3: You know, about speaking about Jalen Phillips, though, I will say that, like, when I get when I get really scared of the sophomore slump. Is um, you know expectations run run out ahead of you, you know, run out ahead of where you actually are. Um, you know, based on based on how they do as a rookie, and where I get scared is when that guy um, is kind of the guy. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. he's like he doesn't he doesn't have a lot around him on that defensive line, uh, particularly on the interior, and uh, you know, well, I guess and the guy opposite is him as well, um, but that's where I get scared. I get scared. Like, okay. The, the Jason Taylor situation, Jason Taylor went to went through a, um, a slump, but you, you know, it, it's a matter of, it's a matter of if he is the guy and, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, yeah, but he's the only guy. Um, then yeah, they, they, they do that. They try to, they they're asking these guys to step up and go from being a guy that produced a little bit produced well as a rookie, um, you know, with circumstances and stuff like that, to being the guy with the bullseye on his back, um and, and just come out above it. That's that's a bad recipe. In this case, you know, Emmanuel Agba opposite him, and then especially on the inside with guys like Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins, I'm a little less worried about that. Oh. You know, I'm a little less worried, but just just conceptually, I'm a little less worried about that.
2: And um, on the bench, you have Van Ginkle and Melvin Ingram. Uh, sure, sure. And you know. Melvin
3: Ingram and, and Van Ginkle as well, you know, as, as you say, um, and rightfully so. Um, so I'm a little less worried about that sophomore slump with him. Uh, you know, where does Javon Holland come out on that? Is there a sophomore slump that could happen with him? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, guys like that, we we probably should pay attention to, you know, guys that we just assume are going to be there and assume are going to be great are are, are the guys that'll really bite you. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Now I, I just look at this roster and it's one of those rosters where you know everything that was asked asked of them. And we talked about this last week. Uh, you couldn't do any more. You know if I had told you look they had six free agents on defense. They brought them all back except one Justin Coleman and you know no offense to Justin Coleman, who cares? But they brought them all back and added Melvin Ingram. And then they added one of the best offensive players in football in Tyreek Hill. We knew the offensive line was a problem, and they added the best tackle on the market and maybe a top three tackle in Teron Armstead, Connor Williams. They added Cedric Wilson. It's, it's a dream offseason. Like, they can't have any more excuses. And if it's a team that was 10-6 and six and then 9-8, and eight, stands to reason, like, 10-11 wins should be in the cards. And if that's in the cards, you got to start winning some playoff games. You got to start getting a return on this investment that they've that they've made in this roster. Uh, at least that's the way I see it. I don't know how you see it, Simon. I, I would be it would be a severe disappointment in my opinion if they didn't make the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I think it would be, but it's going to come down to to what number one can do, and that to me is the is the key to the entire season. And if he's really good. And the sky is the limit. And if he's not, then start looking at college games because he ain't sticking around.
2: Yeah, that's where we I, disagree. I think if he's bad, they're 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 getting, they're bringing in a veteran. They're not going to turn over this roster. Just look mm, at it. Mm, this roster mm. to a rookie quarterback, I doubt it. Mm. They'll turn it over to a Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, maybe Matt Ryan yeah, doesn't work out.
1: They're still going to be drafting. They're still drafting quarterbacks. Oh yeah.
2: yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody to to bring up
3: you know yeah. i'm going i'm going to go against the grain and say that it you know it, i don't know that i c- continue to see it as you know it all boils down to number 1 uh, to to that guy be, and i say this just because let's be fair for a moment and recognize that the team was 8 and 4 with him at quarterback last year right um mm-hmm. you know that that's or whatever, whatever it was, they, they took three, they took four losses. They were eight and four. They were eight and four. Was was it eight and four? I mean, depending on whether you count like the Buffalo where he threw four passes, you know, or the, the, the Ravens game where he came in the second half and there were, you know, it was, it was tight and it was tight already in the first half, whatever. But I mean, they, they had a winning percentage going. They had a playoff winning percentage going with him at quarterback. And this was with a, a, a considerably worse offense, considerably, you know, consi- I, I don't know, I, I don't want to go so far as to say considerably worse team, even though I think that we're all kind of inclined to, towards saying that, but, but certainly a considerably worse offense around him, right? I think we can agree with that. That's not that's not something that we're going to, you know, pick at each other about. Um, and he did, he did manage. So that winning percentage is certainly... Has has already been there with him at the help. He's not in the way of winning. He hasn't been standing. He hasn't been getting in the way of winning necessarily. And so you know, if if they have improved the team the way that they certainly intended to improve the team this offseason, um, you know, I, I, that's that's where I come. That's where I come away. Like you know, maybe we're maybe we're just having a little bit too much focus on on that guy in the middle. And and, and kind of you know, acting like we don't know things about him that, you know, maybe we probably do. Um, And, and so I'm not saying he's an all pro. I'm not saying whatever. And I think the point is well-made about, you know, the games that count the games that matter, you know, um, and that's going to particularly matter in the playoffs and so on and so forth. But, you know, if they don't make a playoffs, that to me implies that something went a lot worse than eight and four, you know, as a winning percentage. Um, and, and that's, and if that's the case, then I don't know that, I don't know that's going to be number one.
2: Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. Uh, Unless he just doesn't play because he's
3: injured. And that of course is, you know, Simon's and that's also that a problem. Up. Uh, it, like he, brought that up since college, you know?
2: <laughs> okay. That's so. also, that's also a problem. Like last, last year, we know we had that fake benching, you know, the fake injury, uh, uh, you know, he was telling everybody he could have played. So, but he still would have missed the game or two. That's mm-hmm. that's still a problem. You want your quarterback to play the seventeen, mm-hmm. you really do. Okay, it's it's important in this league that you have your starting quarterback. Like you can't have these, you know, uh, these two week sabbaticals. Like you just can't have them. You know, uh, my my thumb hurts. I'm out this week. You can't you can't have that and expect to win anything.
3: thousand two 2002 shows shows the point best.
2: Exactly, yeah. and that's what we're, we determined that this was the best roster since two thousand two, and we're buried probably. Uh, those teams in the early 2000s was that Jay Fiedler was that he wasn't, he wasn't great, but he, he was always injured. And Ray Lucas would come in and absolutely blow himself up and the team's chances to go along with it. So yeah, next time, meaning next week, the next time we talk to you, we will be in training camp because the rookies would have have already reported. We would be days away from the veterans reporting, which means that next week we will preview Training camp. But till then.
0: Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4 55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes
3: sense.
0: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.